Wow, we are alliterating like motherfuckers. Wait, no. We're alliterating like fatherfuckers. Right on, cowboy! You are listening to A Fistful of Pixels with your hosts, Mike Bachman, Taylor Bliss, and Adam Bash. Each episode, they take listener-submitted titles and turn them into the next great video game. Lumberjack Wilson, unincorporated. Submitted by White Morph. I like Lumberjack, comma, Wilson, unincorporated. Yeah, well, I thought it was Lumberjack Wilson, <laughs> colon, unincorporated. So, Wilson got Lumberjacked. Wilson from... Wait, Wilson oh, from Home Improvement? Oh, oh, home Improvement, oh, oh, yeah. It, this is a fucking Home Improvement game, absolutely. So, Wilson got Lumberjacked by the only guy in that show that dresses like a Lumberjack, Al. Yep. Al Borland. Now, okay, we're going to have to define lumberjacked because to me, here's what lumberjacked means. It means you used to be just a normal dude until you started lifting wood hardcore and you just got straight lumberjacked and he is now so thick. Like he is, he is rocking the plaid himself and he is thick and he's carrying his little axe around and he got lumberjacked. Check this out. Tim, the tool man, Taylor, lives next door to Wilson. He does. Well, you know, you, you only ever see like the, the heart to hearts on the show. You never see what every neighbor has altercations, mm. right? So Tim done peeked over that fence one too many times. And and Wilson's got to get his comeuppance and he's going to turn to the only other person that Tim, the tool man, Taylor regularly steps on. And that's Al Borland. Maybe Tim saw something he shouldn't have seen. Maybe he saw oh. Wilson lumberjacking it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I feel like the lum- getting lumberjacked is a step of the process that Wilson must take to, yeah. a, to A, become unincorporated, and then B, exact his, so, exact his In what revenge. way is Wilson in- currently incorporated? No, but here's what it is. I mean, listen, reality TV has become such, such that, you know, it's not enough to see it's not Wait, are, we, are we saying that Home Improvement's a reality television show? I'm saying in the world of, of Home Improvement, Tool Time was a reality TV show. And that, like, in the modern day, like, that is not enough. You know, you don't just see these guys, like, at their shop doing what they're doing. You got to see them at home. You got to see what their home life's like. You got to see the backyard. You got to see their, their day to day, their everything. So, so Tool Time has expanded to just being focused on on these builds and stuff in the shop on the set to being more about, uh, about Tim's, Tim's home life and, and Tim's family. And it, it's, it's gotten to the point where, where the, the tool time corporation in general, like basically they've taken over the block, right? Well, and, and after a certain amount of time, you, you start to realize you spend enough time with, with, with Tim that every time is tool time. Yeah. You know, so why just show him in the shop? Exactly. So, so, so we're really saying that, I mean, Wilson's unincorporating Tim. Yes. Yes. You know, you know, he, he, Wilson being a, being a private man, such as he is, he, he was hard to get dragged in. 
Yeah. yeah. And it starts off that way. It starts off as like he wants to get himself out of this situation. You know, he doesn't want his face on the TV all the time, at least not the bottom half of it. And so that's at least where it starts. But then it expands to, you know, he's, he's looking to save Tim. What's happened to Tim at this point? You know? Right. Right. It isn't Tim anymore. You know? It's, no. No. It's, he's, he's, he's now just the tool man. He looks at him and he just goes, uh-huh. <laughs> um so i mean is this is this like a is this like a beat-em-up well it what's that game that just came out where you basically have to like uh it's just like training to be uh an action punch hero club. yeah so it's, it's basically like punch club except you're getting lumberjacked i think this is how like all studios do their pitches they just start with hey what's that game that just came out can we make a game just like that yeah, that game is doing really well. I think that we should do exactly that, just different. Do you, well, and we won't release our game until Twitch beats Lumberjack Wilson Unincorporated. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus Genie, submitted by Phil82245. Jesus Genie. That's, that, that, tick, that tickles my funny bone for some reason. You know, I heard that I heard that on you know, on one day of the year, you know, Pontius Pilate releases one genie. <laughs> so I give you your freedom. You have three wishes, but they all better fucking be about bread or wine. What if, like, okay, so God so loved the world that he sent his only son. But what if he didn't send him to be a man? <laughs> he sent him instead to be a genie. And... You have to find the lamp in order for your sins to be forgiven. Okay. You find this lamp, and you rub it, and you get three wishes. One of them can be your sins. It can be that your sins are forgiven. If you forget, like if you wish for like a car and girls and money, then you're then you go to hell afterwards. Like everybody does, unless they find this lamp. It's except the lamp's always in another castle. Oh, sorry. The Jesus genie's in another castle. You gotta jump on some more turtles. Fuck. Or maybe the Jesus genie's in every castle. Like, you keep finding it. You keep, like, you find the lamp, you rub it. You just are shitty at this. Like, you keep asking for stuff for yourself, and then you go, oh, God, I was gonna ask for sins to be forgiven. I guess I gotta do another castle. Shit, though, here's the thing, though. Maybe, like, Metroidvania style, right? So, like, Every time you ask for something shitty, but like you ask for like a double jump, and then that lets you get into the next area of the castle so you can find the lamp again. I want to be able to shrink down into a ball and roll through the corners of walls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Jesus Genie, can I have a wave beam? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Genie, Jesus Genie, I want to drop bombs behind me. <laughs> Jesus Genie, I need, a, I, need a, I need a freezing beam. I have to freeze mm. things. So that I can jump on these bugs. Flying around. Top cats submitted by Matthew Makey. Okay, so it's a cat. You just spin and it just spins real fast. Okay. It's a top cat. Right, but you'd have to have multiples, right? Because this is top cats. Yeah, plural. So this is like Easy. um, it's like Beyblades with cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm into it. Yeah. So like, so like you got an arena. And mm-hmm. you just shoot these cats at each other. Do you at have high to speeds. do you have to like yell top cats as you release it? I mean you know probably. I mean? You know what I mean? Like as you're releasing the spinning 
the spinning cat. I, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily like a written rule, but it's what they do in the anime. Right, exactly. So, you know, pe- the kids are definitely going to do it. So, I mean, are we just like, are we just rounding up feral cats and, and selling these kids in, in toy packaging? I mean, yeah, that's your that's your starter pack, right? But, I mean, like, right. you're not going to win tournaments with a feral cat, like like a street cat. No, oh, yeah. right. No. Well, right. You, well here's, a, here's the thing. I mean, it, you will if you nurture it. You know, you, you start at the bottom, but you nurture it to the top. You know, it might okay. start out to be nah, a man. feral cat. You got to have a top cat that's bred to win, right? And that's, that starts... Well, I mean, yeah, but like, you know, a Pokemon, like, you know, you, you still have the opportunity to catch a shiny in the wild. Like, it's that's not what impossible. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know. You know, Gyarados starts out as Magikarp, man. It's true. See, it's I mean, true. You're saying you would just want to go off and just catch Mewtwo just because he's there. He's already high level. Except I got, you know, I loved and cared for my, my youngin. And I grew him to be the big boy that he is now. So I'm saying it's going to happen with my top cat. And there's different like strategies that you can go for. You can go for like the, the thin, fast, agile cat that mm-hmm. can outwit his opponent. Or you can just go for like, you know, the, the cat yeah. like I have where you could just launch it into the ring and it's just going to like. It creates a gravity well. <laughs> yeah, essentially just encompasses everything in in the entire arena. Yeah. A fat type. A fat type. How, how do we accomplish that? Like, you know, in, in the course of the game, is that like genetic manipulation? Uh, you know, or like, how are we? Well, I found the best way to make a fat cat is to just feed it. That's worked for me. I can confirm that. And pretty much any, pretty much any cat can make that hurdle. Mm-hmm. Can can mm-hmm. can clear that one. Maybe this is entirely oh, okay. weight based. Well, I think you'll find very quickly Maybe they that spin it is. better. <laughs> you know, with the rules that we've set up, you know, launching two cats at each other, obviously the the fatter, heavier cat <laughs> is going to win. Right, but I mean, it's still got to be, it's it, it still has to be symmetrically like built enough that it spins. Yeah, I mean right? that's not. Or maybe that maybe they have like this little thing that they have to like they have to be set on. Like a little a little thing that spins. Because, I mean, let's be realistic. Cats by themselves don't spin that great. I've tried it a hundred different ways. But if they have like a platform that they would that they would spin on themselves, right? Like, I mean, that was all part of it. Like, you got to get, A, you got to get a cat that's that's fat enough that it's going to have that girth, right? But on the other side, it can't be but so can fat that it falls off its can little top, right? Many different ways that you tried to spin a cat. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I think... I can mm-hmm. tell you a few, like belt sander disconnected uh, a belt sander from um, from from my workbench and just kind of uh, duct taped a, a uh-huh. cat onto it well, that's, and spun yeah. it up real fast. And then my, uh, you know, it wouldn't. It, it I expected to duct tape at a certain RPM to, to fail, and it would just kind of launch the cat, but it didn't really work. Um, the best success I had was actually a um, it was a centrifuge, and I had had the centrifuge hooked up in my house in a way that it was. Um, yeah, you know, you don't really want to. You don't really want to hear all the different ways that I've tried to launch uh, cats, and I'm just going to tell you, like, I actually, the, the, I actually the work really is do. there. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, I think that I think that we do, and okay. both our listeners uh, would also love to hear it. So you know, just we're just going to block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of we're just going to block out a, a set of time, you know, a chunk of time. Where you just tell us all of these ways. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to make here that is, I feel like, overshadowed by the by the number 100, which, you know, maybe maybe light, if anything, I, it's probably 200. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is that cats, 
by themselves don't spin particularly well. I mean, they do, right. they spin, but they don't continue to Have spin. Have we thought about shaving? Remove them recently. from that spinning situation. So, yeah. Well, now you bring you know, it that to me. Probably. That that that, that could have that could have brought on at least an extra one hundred permutations. <laughs> or shit, grease the floor. Even or grease up to one twenty five probably work. So many lost lives of cats at this point. Oh, oh and Adam's just left. He's, he's running. He's running to try all these new, new oh. ways to spin a cat. There's more than one way to spin a cat. Fuck. Papaya, the last chance. Submitted by It's Me, the Rogue. So listen, as a parent, I can tell you that the food pyramid is super important to me. Making sure that my child is 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 eating the appropriate amounts of fruits and vegetables, grains, dairy, junk food, you know, all of those yeah. important food categories. Um, but what if, what if you have a kid that does not like any fruits? You know, you you're really trying to fill that fruits and veggies section of the food pyramid, but you've tried everything. You've tried bananas, you've tried kiwi, you've tried star fruit. You know, nothing's working. You've, you've, you've eventually gotten to the point where you've ex- exhausted almost every possibility except one. Watermelon. <laughs> oh, okay. No, wait. Okay. Papaya. <laughs> so here it is. Papaya, the last chance. Can you not just provide the child with papaya? Because, I mean, that makes for a fr- fairly short game. But can you figure out a way to sneak papaya into other foods so that your child won't know that they're eating papaya? Papaya is the solution, but the problem is, is that the world's papaya storage has come to an all-time low. Papayas are no longer growing naturally in the wild. Yeah, I mean, a papaya would be the natural solution to that problem. Hey, here's more papayas, folks. For vitamin P. Vitamin P. And, I, I mean, you have no choice. You have to get papayas. Exactly. So, you know, one way or another, you're going to have to get these papayas. Uh, it's just a matter of how you're going to do it because there ain't many left. So so this is a game you can't win. We've lost. No, I didn't lost. say there was no papayas <laughs> left. You heard what you wanted to hear, Adam. Let's, if you want your child to die, that's that's up to you, man. All right. There's still papayas. There's just not many. They're very scarce. Like, how many are we talking? Are they centralized? Uh, th- that's what I need to know. I need to know if like somebody's hoarding these papayas. People are hoarding the papayas. They're still scattered. They're being, okay. they're being, they're being hoarded. They're, and there is theorized to be one okay. space where they still can grow. But we, we don't know where that is. That would have to be found. Okay. Alternatively, you, you could steal them. So. But then you got to track back where those guys got their papayas from. Some, some people did hold them over in cold storage from the great papaya fatigue. In a lot of ways, this is kind of like a reverse Donkey Kong country. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, they've got the papayas, and you need to steal them. So, I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Are we talking like a stealth game where you're trying to steal the papayas from these people? Or are we talking like a like a more like Indiana Jones-style narrative where, like, there's a mysterious, you know, like, there's a mythical place where these papayas still exist, and we need to find it? You know, I, I think that, like, it could go both ways. Like I'm okay. not saying, like why why restrict us to just one? I mean, there's there is a distinct, you know, because because you need both. Because even if you can steal the papayas, like that's only the short term. You're going to need those papayas later on to sustain right. your, to, to to sustain your child. So maybe cold open, 
yeah. is stealing a horde of papayas, and it's you know it's a it's a good win. Yep. Uh, for our heroes right off the bat, but it's not a permanent solution. Exactly. <laughs> well, and and, and what, <laughs> what, what 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 you're really going to find. I is, hate papayas. That, is that A, my Kate's papayas. And <laughs> I can't say it anymore, guys. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to have to cut this goof short. My, my, my I just is, can't say it anymore. Mike's not going to make it. Who are concerned for him? <laughs> yeah. Roguelike the game, submitted by Shonen413. Uh, so you guys know there's been like a lot of like like say like hacking and coding games lately. Like there's there was like an assembly one where you like you you have to work through like coding and assembly and things like that. So like there's there's just been a lot of games about game of gamifying the process of making a game. And what about taking that concept of roguelike games, which is so popular in indie games, and like applying that to to the concept of making a game? So you're making a game. And then say you you get to you know a milestone in development, and then you go to compile that game and run it for the first time, and if there's a bug, oh, it you have to start you have yeah. to start over oh, from that's scratch. Good. That's good, you know. And like maybe you unlock things that can that can carry over each time. So like maybe like you know you'll make a you'll make like a like a class or a function or something. And then that block of code might be available to you in a subsequent run through game. But, you know, that's that's just that's the core concept. There's not really anything else that needs to be added to that unless you guys got something. Um, the thing that, that jumps out to me is that when you pop your ear out of that headset like that, it looks like a big piece of Canadian bacon. It's like strapped to the side of your head. Otherwise, it sounds like a great game. Salt Doctor, submitted by Mizzle. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of um, physicians that you can go to for all types of things, all types of physical and um, mental and emotional uh, impairments that you may may run into. But like, if somebody does something that just gets you so agitated, so salty. Who do you go to? There's not really a doctor for that. Like, there isn't a doctor that you can go to and be like, this guy, he just won't, he won't stop making puns. It's got me so salty, doctor. There's not a guy for that. I think there needs to be. And I think that this game can provide that to, to, to kind of like, uh, do you play as the salt doctor or are, or, or is there like, I think you would have to salt doctor that you're. Well, I mean, that would be, that would actually be more beneficial to the humanity if there was a, if it was like a DS game, you pop that cartridge into and you could just like say to the salt doctor, listen, this is what's got me riled right now. Trauma center under the knife kind of game also, which was also a DS game, you know, where you're basically yeah. uh, trying to solve people's uh, salt problems. Maybe this is the untold story of Lot's wife. Lot's wife was actually a doctor before the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing. And then God turned her into a pillow of salt. But what happens after that, right? You don't hear anything about that. Does she continue on with her successful medical practice as a salt doctor? Wouldn't you like to know? Buy our game and you'll Mm -hmm. find out. 
Secret is no, she does not. She's a big pile of salt. <laughs> and so you're going to watch a, a I mean it's the physics of it are pretty impressive, but it's a it's a giant woman-shaped pile of salt that just kind of with a stethoscope. Yeah. Well, the stethoscope's fine. The stethoscope didn't look back. Burning Sanders submitted by Peter B Sander. But wait, this is a business called it's called it's called uh Jimmy's Sand Sander Sanders Burning. He's not a great thinker, that Jimmy. But he names it, right? And so, who who knocks on the door? Who's that? Hello, who's that? Turn the knob. Turn the knob, sir. Okay, it's KFC. KFC has tried to rebrand itself so many times. I mean, it used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, then it changed to KFC. And they tried to, to reinvigorate Colonel Sanders. You know, they had... Um, Leading Hollywood leading man after Hollywood leading man step into the the the, the powdery wig, and it just it wasn't working out to the point where they've decided, you know, it's time to reinvent ourselves entirely. We have to not just get rid of Colonel Sanders, but we have to burn him in effigy, and and so they've hired Jimmy's Sanders burnings, uh, unbeknownst to them, this is not this is not Jimmy's specialty, um, to go around to all of the KFCs in the land and find their um, giant. Colonel Sanders, uh, and, and set him on fire. Hillary Clinton has a new campaign strategy. I'll say this: this is a joke. This is a joke. the The title itself is a joke. I get it, but I also know from experience that I went through at least four or five belt sanders that caught fire during my cat spinning trials. So, like, it's a joke, but it happens. It happens to all of us. This has been A Fistful of Pixels. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave a review. Also, help us make the next great video game by sending a tweet with your title to at Fistful of Pixels. Didn't get your fill of fun and laughs on this episode of Fistful of Pixels? Well then check out these other Geekling shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Sayer, and Top 5 of Death. You can also check out the forums and see new content coming out daily over at geeklyinc.com. And afterwards, make sure to head over to our shop and grab some of that sweet geekly swag. When you've finished with that, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Porpoises, Platitude of Purpose, submitted by White Morph. I don't know what a porpoise is. A porpoise? Yeah. It's, I've been uh, living my life without porpoise. <laughs> I mean, do you actually not know what a porpoise is? Or are you just trying to... I have f- no clue what a porpoise I mean, both. I mean, I, mean, I can't really uh, say it's one or the okay. other. Okay. You know, I'm going to be honest. I really don't know what, like, to distinguish between porpoises and dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could just be dolphins. Oh, they have a bigger lying. forehead, don't they? Well... Yeah. Kind of, well, they, they it's don't, the forehead. They, they don't have the long nose like a dolphin does. Right, which makes their forehead look bigger. I mean, I guess so. I don't know where, like how you can really distinguish a forehead. Is it also that they have a they have thinner jaws and are and, and the crocodile has a wider jaw? What? No, you're thinking of <laughs> crocodiles and alligators. That's okay, which one's the caiman? Wait. Which one's the caiman? Caimans are alligators. That's an island, asshole. <laughs> I'm learning so much right now. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean. Dolphins only live in Chinese rivers and grant wishes.
And the porpoises have the short, stumpy legs. <laughs> oh my god! Well, when you're th- when you're saying por- porpoise, what you're really talking about is the sea anemone, and that is not true. That is absolutely not true at all. <laughs> the sea, not see, it's not just the sea, but it's also an enemy. <laughs> it's an says. enemy of every of, of every sea living creature. <laughs> the porpoise is a sea and enemy of everyone in the ocean. Yeah. It's just like you guys are just so wrong about so many things. <laughs> if you break down the name though, it's like it's two it's 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 like a compound word. Poor, right? Which is like not poisons. good. And then puss, which is like, come on, look at that sour face. And that's poisons. what poor puss is. Poisons. <laughs> they're they're poor persons. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know. They don't got much in them. Okay, what's platitude mean though? <laughs> well, I mean you gotta you gotta play with attitude, it's platitude. Ooh, mm-hmm. like one of them you get down at the mall that they airbrush your, like, whatever you're saying is you're saying du jour, mm-hmm. like sassy. I could get that on a plate. That would be a platitude. And purpose? Well, yeah, these are not these are not the ones you just buy on the weekend because it's the weekend. These are ones you went to the mall specifically to get. For, like, we really should open up a shop called Platitudes. Okay. Okay, so these are the poorest purses, so the purses with no money. Yeah. And we s- sell them... Plates with attitude. Plates we sell to the purses? To the people holding the purses. It's a metaphor. We call them the poor purses, but they're actually poor persons. Are we selling metaphors? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could definitely make a metaphoric, uh, platitude. Although it's tough. It's tough to really encapsulate that platitude attitude in a metaphor. I made too many jokes about being confused and I'm actually confused. 